Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Generation On Air, recorded on the hottest day possibly of all time. So it's quite likely that you can hear some fans going round in the background, so if you do, apologies for that. Uh, but yes, it is time for another roundup of all things QPR, uh, because so many things have happened since our last podcast. New kits, uh, a third signing of the summer, and four pre-season friendlies. Uh, joining me for this podcast is the sometimes reliable duo of Dan Lambert and Micah Chudley. Guys, welcome. I think I'm the sometimes in that. <laughs> I don't know what you could possibly well, referring to. You're... <laughs> yeah uh, it's um, good to be back yeah very good to be back yeah so first one of the season for you i think but there's plenty more to come so don't worry um let's start briefly with a bit of kit chat uh do we like the kits uh big fan of the away kit it's, it's standard area area how do you say it area area i've always said area but I'm fairly certain that'd be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. What all I know is every single kit at this point has been really nice away kit, boring home kit, um, and nothing has changed. We've got a we've got a private school rugby kit as our home kit <laughs> and a really, really nice away kit. So uh, yeah, th- thanks, Araya. Another good effort. I mean, the away kit uh, draws comparisons, obviously, to Barcelona from, uh, I think it was 2015, and some people pointed out today on Twitter that it also resembles the Arsenal kit of sort of 07, 08. Uh, I think we'll all agree that we'll keep with the Barca comparisons over that Arsenal side. But, you know, it, it, the, the, the home kit, I think, has some in nice sort of... I mean, you can't sort of freshen up a blue and white home kit until you know, every season it's going to be boring every now and again um and you know i i did my best at dissecting it a bit so uh if you do want to read my thoughts on the kits it's up on the our generation website at the moment um so you know there's that if you want to read about me flailing about trying to write about fashion i guess which is not my cup of tea at all football shirts is like the only thing that i can get behind in that sense uh but enough chat about new kits because uh they've actually worn them in a couple of games we've had four preseason friendlies one behind closed doors so just to refresh you on the score lines we had a 2-0 win against uxbridge with charlie kelman in an own goal three all draw of crawley uh field and then uh, macaulay bond with two goals uh, I didn't look up how to say this, so I'm going to butcher this name, but F- FSV Zvaku, I'm going to guess. Okay. Uh, Dykes, Dazel, Johansson and Chair, the girls there, and then one all versus Hallisher FC. Bon, again, getting a goal. So the obvious question here is, did it, either of you watch enough recast, recast ads to actually watch these games live? Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I only watched one, the, the last one. Well, so Dan, you watched the last one, did you? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I went, had to watch the the first two back. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to sit through five hundred worth recast points for the, those two. Did the app actually work as well? Because I think we all no, remember the last. No, season. it didn't. 
<laughs> not 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 for the not for the latest one. I had to go on Hesgo and use the free stream, which I was fuming about afterwards, because then well, I realized I wasted all them points for nothing. Um of course those points no. could have gone to like good use if they'd not been used on this friendly. Yeah, yeah. You could have oh, watched yeah, an yeah, interview that's... or something like that. What more 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 Hibernian um training videos or something like that. Um yeah, typically it was the one I had to watch. Um, but hopefully I'm not don't think I'll be earning them points for, for the Wheelstone one on Wednesday, I can't lie. It is incredible that we persist with this company. Um they do their Twitter account does say recast app which is unless i haven't really looked into it but last time i checked they didn't actually have an app did they they just had a website so it's just still doesn't it still doesn't okay so it's just a very dodgy website probably more dodgy than the streaming platforms uh that can't seem to function properly uh but you got a perfectly good youtube channel that seems to work so you know keep your if you ever feel free to use that I really don't understand. I would happily just like chuck a Matena to watch a friendly than sit yep. through 15 different like Hibernian highlights. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what is the point here? Um, yeah. But, sorry, you know, that's, like, thanks. that's just QPR for you, though, isn't it? We've got something you could make it really simple, affordable, and accessible to thousands of fans, yet they constantly cock it up. Uh, but that's, that's just QPR. We w- wouldn't have it any other way. Um, uh, the big story so far of pre-season is, of course, I guess, Mac Bond's goal-scoring form. Is this taking you by surprise at all, guys? Mike, let's go what? first. Do you know what? The thing is, I've always said with Mac Bond, his, his movement's really good. He always gets in really good positions, but his finishing is just so shockingly inconsistent. Like, I know you're saying, like, oh, yeah, Mac Bond, he's been in good form in pre-season. And he has. He scored three goals in, like, four games. He should have about eight, I'll be honest. Having watched the highlights, he should genuinely have about eight goals. It's ridiculous. If he... I like him. I've always liked him. I always felt he didn't quite get a fair, like, crack of the whip because of, obviously, the the situation with Austin. And, obviously, I think Dykes was a bit more suited to playing with Austin when Austin came in. Um, And then I think the whole loan spell with Ipswich is really weird. I'm not quite sure. I don't think I've ever seen somebody want a move so much and the fan base not actually want him, but that, that, that's another story. It is quite interesting, isn't it? I haven't seen a single person say they would actually take him back. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. It's like it's like in school when you have a crush on a girl and you just keep asking her out and she like you, she keeps saying no. You're just not getting the picture. You're not, not speaking that, from I, personal experience, though, mate. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. Never. <laughs> not me. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, like for me, I've always liked him. It's just like, why on earth, like, does he miss so many chances? Like, I like yeah. him as a player, but yeah, um, great but summary, I guess. Sorry. But, regard, regardless of uh, you know the fact that he maybe should be scoring more, um, Dan, this probably is a good thing, isn't it? That we at least have one striker scoring a few goals in pre-season and that, you know, he's kind of in this limbo period of what does, is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? We don't really know, but if he keeps scoring goals, surely that means maybe a bigger fee, you know, a bigger, a bigger chance of him playing football for us perhaps as well. Yeah. I mean, I agree with Michael saying, um, I do like his movement and he's not a clinical striker. I mean, to be fair, Dykes did take his goal, I think for the first Germany friendly quite well. And, uh, 
he's only just come back recently from uh, international. So I suppose you've got that on his side. I just think, I don't know, there's something about me that thinks if you've got um, Bon and Dykes as your, as your two strikers at the minute, it hardly screams prolific. I think I like Dykes. I think for me, I think he's better than Bon quality wise, but I don't think he suits the system as well as probably Bon would probably because of his lack of um, mobility compared to Bomb. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult situation. Uh, we want to bring another striker in, but um, what 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 kind of striker do we want to bring on? Are they going to take the number one spot or are they going to be happy to, to kind of sit on the bench? So, yeah, it's a difficult um, difficult one. But I think they I think people are overhyping Bon a little bit too much this preseason, um, as naturally most of our fans do every preseason. Um, <laughs> So it's not, been, it's not really that. there, but, but yeah, dig in no, early there, Dan. Get it in I'd early. Be, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be cagey with uh, with with all the bond the bond stuff at the minute. Okay, so without you know the we've covered the topic of bond, uh, perhaps the most obvious one and the most obvious plus, I guess, from preseason so far. But what have been the main takeaways from what you've seen so far in these preseason games? I don't know. There's not been. <laughs> I say there's not been too much surprising me purely because, I mean, I kind of knew what to expect a little bit with Bill. Um, I think the main, the kind of main big takeaways are the difference in roles between um, Johansson and Field. Field obviously playing as more of a box-to-box. Johansson playing as like the deeper six. Um, the, the, it, the system does kind of show that we, the fullbacks are, are a priority, particularly for, in the transfer window for us, um, very demanding role. I think Powell's taken to it quite well so far. Um, and the other, yeah, the other real um, one would be probably the fact that Johansson in that role, he likes to drop in between the centre-backs or either side of it and kind of build up build up play, which we didn't really see under Wolverton as much because of the three centre-backs. So I think that's the major major kind of um, takeaways that I've taken so far, really. Uh, but it's, it's been more of a case of like trial and error um, of all the players, really. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned their pal, and then obviously we had the other new signing, Clark Salter. So they've played a lot of uh, football and we've kind of talked about this when Clark Salter came in. Would he, him and Dickie be the number one pairing? Uh, kind of guessed yes, and it's turned out by the looks of it to be the case. So, Dan, what have you thought of the two new boys so far? Um, I like them both. I think, I think Power in particular. Um, I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty rapid, isn't he? Um, good technically. Um, and I, I, unless we really get another left back in, I think that place is pretty much him secured for, unless if he stays fit. Um, Clark's all time. I haven't seen loads of him purely because we haven't really been playing out from the back as I kind of suspected. Uh, I think Bill said in Clive's interview that no one's checked out. I recommend so he doesn't really care about playing out from the back. So his kind of ball playing ability has been limited in a way. Um, I haven't really seen him drive with the ball as what Dickie would. Uh, but in terms of the partnership, I think that will be the partnership. I think Dunn's got a lot of work to do personally if he wants to get in the back line. Um, but no, I've, I've been, been impressed with him so far, to be fair. Yeah, uh, nice little plug for you, mate, there as well. Um, so, formation, again, another 
talking point prior to these preseason games. We know that Bill likes a bit of flexibility, and we we've been through it over and over again. What sort of formation he's going to be playing? He had about three different options. So, what have we used so far, and what have we been most impressed with? It's mainly just the four four three two one um, or a four three three variation. I think he said the three systems he kind of wants to use is the four three three. Four three two one and the four two three one. Um, so there's not really too much variation in the in the system. He did use the three five two. I can't remember what game it was. It was in the second half. He kind of threw it together. Said he didn't work on it in training, and it didn't. I don't know. It didn't really uh, work that well. I thought. I mean, in terms of like specific pressing structures that they use in the four three two one, there wasn't really anything. It was more just go and run and chase the ball kind of kind of thing. But um, it's pretty much been a similar system throughout the three games, I thought. And uh, Micah, anything so far worrying you from this preseason? Um, I wouldn't say worrying because I'm not somebody that looks too deeply into, uh, into preseason. Um, I, suppose, I suppose you could say we're still looking a little bit leaky. Um, but, you know, you could put that down to Clark Salter and Dickie haven't really played together much. You know, you've got Johansson in a new role and he's not hes not really sort of a protector, is he, as that six? He's kind of a bit more of like a ball player, a distributor, um, which which is an interesting thing, I think, actually, that he's gone with Johansson as that six instead of field. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say anything to worry about. I, I would say more, you know signs of encouragement to be honest with you more than anything um I, I'm, I'm quite liking chair chair looks like um i think bill said didn't he that um is it that he said it's he's been told by people that have been at the club for a while it's the best he's come back for a pre-season um and looking at him he looks a lot more penetrative he looks a lot more like he's willing to take risks he looks a bit sharper as well i think AFCON slowed his season down a bit. I'm actually writing a piece on chair at the moment. This is my shameless plug. Um, and I think I, I think um, AFCON slowed him down a bit towards the end of the season. Um, so it's, it's good to see that. I think more than anything, I think maybe this is why I'm not worried. I'm really interested to see exactly how we look when Willock's back. I think we're, I think, um, I think, I wouldn't say he's designed this system around the two tens because obviously this is something that he's kind of sort of stuck with already. But I think once you once you have Willock and Chair in that system with the two tens in behind whoever it is, whether it's Roberts, whether it's Dykes, whether it's Bond, I think we're going to be really, really dangerous. I'm actually quite excited. Oh, nice to hear. So, uh, Dan, would you say this has been a good pre-season so far then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Mike said, I wouldn't take too much from preseason. I think also you look at what we're trying to do in the market as well, particularly the right back. It's hard to kind of, it's hard to weight the preseason too heavily because we haven't got what would be our desired eleven. Uh, probably if, if we could by the start of the season, um, we're we're definitely lacking some areas position wise and in the system. But it's been it's been pretty promising all round. Well, you know, they always say don't read too much into preseason, and I think we just read a lot into preseason. So, <laughs> you know, if anything, just filling airtime. Um, 
let's move on then to the latest signing that we've made. Um, we've spoken about the fact that we were looking for a striker and a striker came available and they went and got him. And that was Tyler Roberts, who signs on loan from Leeds for the rest of the season. Um, and of course, we know that there is an option to buy if we get promoted. So I would wager there's probably an option to buy as well if a few other things happen. Perhaps Leeds stay up, we stay down. I don't know. There's probably other clauses in there that we're not privy to. Um, but what it sounds like for me is that we were looking for a striker from the Premier League and it sounds quite difficult to do that at the moment. Not quite sure who's available. Clubs may be holding a few cards close to their chests as their season, as usual, probably starts after ours. But Roberts became available. We didn't re- we didn't uh, waste any time, went out and signed the player on loan. You could say perhaps slightly risk-free, but he is injured already. So that is quite unfortunate. Um, but apparently it's nothing serious, according to Bill. Uh, but it was serious enough for him not to feature in the two German friendlies. So let's look at the signing on a whole first. Tyler Roberts, the player. Dan, are you quite happy with this signing? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, from what, from what I spoke to a Leeds fan uh, just before we were about to sign him, and he did obviously from Leeds Twitter. I think he gets quite a lot of hate, whether that's deserved or not. I don't don't know too too well, but um, at Championship level, when he was with Leeds, he seemed to have probably inconsistent. Um, good spells or he was he, he had good spells and moments rather um i think the fact that you can play the nine or the 10 helps um but it was a bit of a it is a bit yeah i don't know it's a bit of a weird one at the same time because he's not really going to get too much game time at the 10 ahead of Cherim willock and it, you think about him as a nine he doesn't really scream like a prolific goal ski, a goal scorer either um but Bill seems to rate him, and I think that that can only be a good thing. So, yeah, it, it, it's exciting, but it's one to follow, I think. Well, saying that he's not a prolific goal scorer may just be the understatement <laughs> of the century, let alone year. Uh, in 108 appearances for Leeds across Premier League and Championship, and a few cup appearances in there as well, I'm sure, he scored nine goals. And got I think 10 that, that needs context, though. And uh, the, 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 uh, right, <laughs> no, no, no. That's, a, that's a fact, mate. The fact <laughs> that he did play in the Premier League and came I off the bench all over time. QPR Twitter the whole week. Well, I was actually going to ask you about this because it seemed to rile you up quite a bit. It, it frustrates me, yeah. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> We're in Connor Washington territory with them numbers, to be fair. And it's worse than Connor Washington. I think. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I haven't run the numbers on that. I but... think, in, his, in, in fairness to him, and I think Dan was probably going to say this, I think he's only started like 40 of them games, right? And I nine from 40 still is one in four, which still isn't good. And Not even as, not even as a nine, though. So in a BL system, uh, he's playing as a yeah. centre mid. That's what I was going to say. He's played left wing, he's yeah. played centre mid, he's played as a tech. What I would say is this, Marco... Bielsa is one of like the most influential coaches of all time. That's not argued about at all. If Marco Bielsa rates you. I think you've got to have something about you, surely. Like there must be something good about you. 
I, I always it's thought when we, when he's, he's come to Loftus Road a couple of times. He's had good games against us. So, you know, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm trying to look on the bright side a little bit too much. But I, I don't think it's as bad as people make out. Let's talk about the injury then. Not serious, apparently, but like I said, he didn't play in Germany at all. Is this a little bit of a worry that... Yeah, it's just a precaution, probably. It's pre-season. You don't, you, you're not really going to risk somebody, even if they're 70%. You're not going to risk them for... Who did we play? FC Dusseldorf or something? Who did we Dusseldorf, play? Dusseldorf, mate. It's uh, Hallisher, I think, and FSB. Something, yeah. I, I, my I, I, think, I, I think it is a little bit of a worry for me, only on the basis that pre-season A is all about building up your minutes ahead of the season. And last season for Leeds, he didn't really play that many minutes either altogether. So yeah. he's kind of he was kind of playing catch up from the minute he kind of joined, um, a little to an extent. And now he's got his little niggle, and he probably won't be able to. I don't know when he's joining up the group again, but it's just, it's just going to be continuously playing catch up until he can kind of have a run injury free. Yeah. Um, so give the uh, signing a rating out of ten, Micah. You can go first. I'm going to say nine out of 101. That's what I'm reading. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being optimistic. I'm going to, I'm going to say seven. I think the option to buy thing is quite smart because if he does well for us and we snag him for four mil, then people might be looking at it as a bargain. I'm going to say 6.57. 6.5. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to give it a seven, seven and a half. Um, yeah. So promising. Basically, yeah. uh, what do okay. Think, Alex? What do, what you, do, do I think? Well, personally, yeah, I, on the spot. I never That's liked him as a player. <laughs> I could, every time I saw him, I thought I don't really think he's that good. So I'm probably more on the five point five scale. But you know, if it turns out to be a smart, right, let's business, that I'm quite quite happy to be proven wrong. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, I, I'll get behind him. Like, he's a he's a QPR player now, so back him to the hills. Let's hope he's a Solanke. Let's hope he's a Solanke part two. He comes well, down yeah. to and scores loads of goals. Um, right. So let's have a quick look over a few of the rumours that are being thrown around at the moment on Twitter and various different websites of credibility and non-credibility. Uh, let's start with the one that you probably would have heard of today. Or the first two you probably would have heard of today. Firstly, Tyler Richards, as reported by West London Sports. Um, so we want him permanently or on a loan with a clause for a permanent move. Uh, he's a former Fulham and Man City youth player, grew up in the local area in Hammersmith, now at Brighton and spent last season on loan at Birmingham. I believe both of you have done a little bit of research into Tyler. So, uh, Dan, Tyler or Taylor? Is it Taylor or Tyler? Yeah, that's going to be a confusing. That's going to be a confusing one of his signs, isn't it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Taylor Richards, Tyler Roberts. It's great. Yeah. What, what are we saying, just so we don't confuse each other in this podcast, at least? We can change his name next week if we want to. I was going to say go by initials, but it's the same flipping initials. Just call him Richards. Richards. We just call yeah, him Richards, Richards, I think. Okay. So, um, Dan, what do you think about Richards? <laughs> I, I, I like him. Um, I watched him a few times last year at Brighton. Um, some of them were cup appearances I think it came off the bench a few Premier League appearances um, he's a very good ball carrier uh, he's technically gifted um, so kind of in, similar into the Willock and, and chair mould um, 
his Birmingham spell obviously didn't go right for a number of reasons. I think he got injured in his medical. Don't ask how. I don't know. And they, um, hold on. And they still signed him. Yeah, because medicals is just like passing, isn't it? You don't actually have to, you don't like pass or fail. You could, it's either you take the risk or like you know the risks and you can kind of take take them on. So right. they they carried on with it. And I think he played a few games at the end of the end of the season. Um yeah, there's been a bit of yeah, there's been on QPR Twitter today, there's been a bit of a debate, or I wouldn't say debate, but whether he can play the eight or the ten. Um I think he can play both, but I think he's better suited to the to the ten than the eight, just purely off the basis that his defensive game isn't of the highest quality. Um but then I suppose if you say if he plays the ten, where's he gonna kind of fit in with Chair Willock and uh Roberts there? Um so the eight probably seems like the the role he'll probably fit into in that system. So we're looking at uh, him replacing Dazelle slash Amos then, are we? Yeah, you think so. Well, he's definitely, as the eight, he's definitely the most technically gifted, probably uh, alongside Dazelle. Well, he's definitely more technically gifted than Field um, and Amos in possession. Um, I think he just gives us that different option, really, because uh, Field's more of a robust kind of um, eight that can win you back the ball higher pitch, um, similar, with, similar with Amos, whereas Richards and Dazelle probably give you something different in those areas. Um, but it does give us a lot of depth in attacking areas if we do bring them in. Micah, very quickly, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting, um, mainly from the standpoint of uh, obviously, is he going to be an eight or a ten? I think in preseason we've seen Thomas kind of come into that that eight role, and obviously Thomas is a little bit further forward. I wonder if that's a situation where he's looking at it and he's thinking, oh, you know maybe Kakai isn't going to get as far forward and be as effective. How do we work around that? Maybe we have an extra midfielder bomb on and I don't really know. It's, it's an interesting one. I I said I did research on him. I, there's not really much to find out. He's not played much. Um, I imagine I imagine we're going to hear that Michael Beal watched him in a youth tournament in 2011 and really, really liked him because it, Fulham and Man City are two very good academies. So he's, he's He's clearly been he's been amongst it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know what to say about this one. Yeah, to be honest, it seems like a likely transfer. The way that West London Sport were going on about it. So very quickly, guys, out of ten, what are we saying for if we were to sign him? How 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 much would you like it? I'll give it an eight. Oof, I prefer oh. it to Rob, so I, I like him a lot. I thought we should sign him under Warburton, to be honest, but. We were linked with him under Walton. That's right. Like, yeah, I, I do yeah. remember it. I'm going to say five because I, I barely know anything about him, so I don't know one way or the other. Uh, the other one from West London Sport today is the Irish right back from Millwall, Danny McNamara. Uh, now, this one, as we've probably gone about too often, will be very important because of the right back situation at the club. Uh, he came through Millwall's academy. He's in the final year of his deal, and we've had a bid rejected today. Uh, so, again. Any information on uh, McNamara? Starting with Micah. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about him. I, I know that he, he kind of hit a bit of a, a purple patch towards the end of the season. Um, I know that Millwall fans rate him quite highly. From what I've seen of him, he's a good fit. Um, and that, that's not to knock Kakai or Aaron Drew, but I think he's probably, probably much more suited to not only our system, but championship football than the two of them. So... Um, I'm all for it, Dan. Yeah, I don't. I 
I haven't watched loads of him. I know he's a uh, he's quite quick, athletic, which is again suits the role, but similar to Powell. Um I think the interesting thing I I'm interested in is um he plays wing back at Millwall, um, quite advanced areas. Obviously, the full back in a back four for us plays in those similar areas, but defensively in a back four, I'm not sure he's gonna be um the best for it. I'm not saying powers either, but uh, that'd be interesting, kind of see the transition between playing in a back five to a back four. Do we um, think it's going to happen? Because we're we're already. Oh, linked... I don't think it will, personally. Yeah, because we're already linked with uh, Marcel Lavinier from Spurs on loan with a view to a permanent, which makes me think the club are like we're not going to get him for the twenty p in a bag of crisps that we've offered Millwall. So, what what, what do we do? Do we think it's going to happen? Well, if you had a third bid rejected, you clearly like. Not improving your bids third, that much, we? or it third, first, fourth, whatever. But we've had a bid rejected. We've been interested in in him for a long time. I can't imagine they've been just not doing anything. So they would have been offering pennies, and Mill would clearly fancy the fact that he's going to sign a new deal. So they're just batting them all, all away. Interestingly, he's not signed it yet. No, mm. no, but agent I guess will be pushing. Agent will be pushing for fees though, surely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe his agents. Pushing for him to leave. Well, of course, that's what agents do, though, isn't it? Mm, uh, yeah. Ryan Manning yeah. situation. Exactly. Uh, so, one last rumor that I picked up on. This is not something serious to be taken seriously, but Bristol Live reported Naki Wells potentially to come back. God, I'm not doing this. It's that time of year again, lads. It's that time of year. The Naki Wells loan rumors have started. Uh, well, not even loan this time. Um, Alex, I didn't have you down as one of those. I'm not excited. I don't. This is purely reading what's available out there. This is not me suggesting anything. Okay. Uh, obviously, last year of the deal, not at all needed or wanted by Bristol City, and certainly excites a, a small part of our fan base. The idea of Naki Wells coming back, um, unlikely to come, I guess, unless we do get another. Um, especially if we get another striker. If we don't have another striker by the time the season rolls round, I would not be surprised if we saw him turn up on loan, although it's a very small and slim chance because I don't think that will happen. Uh, I That's the only really reason I could justify this, a last chance saloon loan move where we had literally nothing else on the table because it just reeks of what we did with Austin. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like our fans didn't just watch Charlie Austin turn from hero to zero, just... I love Naki Wells. I really enjoyed him at QPR. Just leave it in the past. Dan, I think you echo those sentiments. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to say much, but... Um, Are we yeah. saying it's like one out of ten on this rumour? <laughs> I would never be horrible to Naki Wells. I love him. If he, if he comes back, I will support it, but I don't want it to happen. I'm not going to uh, rate it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, one last thing uh, from that well-respected uh, source of news, Football League World, Tino Anjorin, uh, a Chelsea player, but this rumour has been squashed by West London Sport in a little throwaway line in one of their uh, articles about McNamara and Richards. So that apparently will not be happening. So please, no one get excited about that unknown Chelsea player. You had no idea who he was <laughs> up until about five minutes ago. <laughs> Um, but that fuming. is it. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Micah? I said I'm fuming. I watched one YouTube compilation of him and fell in love with him. Fuming. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Uh, well, that is it for another episode of Our Generation on Air. A quick one. A very small whistle stop through what's happening at the moment at QPR. So thanks to Dan and to Micah for coming on. You can follow us all on Twitter if you so wish and follow Our Generation on Twitter whilst you're at it. Uh, the only other thing from our generation at the moment is my piece about the new kit. So go give that a read. Shameless plug. Hello. Very shameless plug there, Alex. That's the second time as well. Yeah, well, you know, the first time wasn't actually scripted. The second time was. <laughs> you got two for the price of one there. Um, so, yeah, apart from that, thank you very much for listening. Go give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And until next time, come on, you arse. <laughs>